We're doing a, a series um, on how we practice the presence of God and, um, and how we practically put into action what we've been so often talking about. How do we connect with God on a daily basis? How can we engage with him in a reality uh, that goes beyond the, you know, someone talking on a Sunday, the theory of it all? How do we actually go about doing it? And what I'm going to talk about today is a really practical but really important way of us connecting in a real sense with God, okay? And it's very simple, uh, which is what I like. Okay, so uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says this, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, these are sort of towards closing remarks that, that Paul is, is saying to the Thessalonians, and yet they contain such power and such importance for us. And that's why I want to just look at this. And I only want to look at this last phrase in verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, um, I, I tend to consider myself quite a thankful person. I'm naturally uh, a lovely person, obviously, but um, uh, I I think, I I I thought I was quite thankful. And um, as I was thinking about this preach uh, two weeks ago, we had an opportunity to be away for a few days, uh, my wife and I, and we we did the thing that we love doing, which is going for a walk in the countryside. Uh, We just just love doing that, we love... Uh, getting uh, close to nature, we were by the sea, and it was just glorious. And um, and so, and we had an opportunity to meet with some old friends as well, um, and spend a day with them. And so we just had a great time. And during those times, being thankful came very naturally, because uh, there was a lot for us to be thankful for. The, you know, we were doing stuff we enjoyed. We were being with friends that we we loved and, and haven't seen for a year. And, um, and so that was great. And then I, I got towards the end of the week and I started thinking about the following week. And, uh, and, and thinking, oh, well, okay, so how thankful am I? I started thinking about the week and I thought, well, well Saturday? <laughs> uh, you know, a week away. So I can be thankful for that. Because uh, uh, don't we all love Saturdays generally, you know? Um, and then I thought Monday. Oh, first day back after a bit of time off. Oh, Okay. Uh, Tuesday, oh, Tuesday's a terrible day. I've got our interview, now I, I've, I'm interviewing at the moment for a position, I hate interviewing. I've got to, you know, but I find it quite intense. So I thought, oh dear, I'm not looking forward to that day. Um, and then went through the days of the week. Some were a little less uh, struggling than others. So it came to Friday, and of course we had, uh, looking, looking towards the funeral, and I'm thinking, that is a tough day. That's a tough day. Um, you know, particularly for the, the, his, his wife and the children, and, um, and that's tough. And so, and so I was thinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not really thankful for some of those days. I'm not really th- thinking, you know, I can be thankful for some of that, but, you know, I can't be thankful for having to go to a funeral for someone who actually, would, you know, we, we didn't want to die so soon. And so, and so I was thinking about this, thinking, actually, you know, how thankful am I, really? And, um, and, and I was thinking about my attitude to being thankful. 
And, and uh, actually, it's absolutely right that, I, that we are thankful for the things that go on around us that we really enjoy that are good. Uh, it's right that we give thanks for, you know, having friends that we, that we, we can enjoy being with, uh, doing things that we enjoy, some hobbies that we really enjoy. It's great, and God gives us uh, the time or the money to do that. It's great. We should be thankful for that. Um, and we should be thankful for the good things that we have in our lives and, 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 um, and for pr- provision of jobs and for, 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 uh, for gifts that we get. All those things that we have it is right, and we should be thankful for my nan uh, was great at this she's she she used to say it's so important that each day we count our blessings and uh, and i always remember that and she used to sing that song which many of you know about counting your blessings name them one by one and some of you will will know i won't sing it now but um and it's right that we go through and it's right that we go through and remember everything that god has done for us and give thanks for it but when circumstances become challenging that is when true thankfulness comes forth. Because we can look at, we can be in some circumstances and we're struggling to find anything to be thankful for. And of course, the passage, and it's right that we read this rightly, and I'm sure all of you will know this. You see, the passage doesn't say, uh, be thankful for all circumstances. Because some circumstances, it's really difficult to be thankful for. The passage says, be thankful in all circumstances. Not for them, in them. So that actually what God is saying here is that in every circumstance you go through, whether it's good or whether it's really tough and testing, practice thankfulness. Learn to be thankful in it. Because this is God's will for you. This is God's will for you. And it's that that I want to talk about today. How... Can we be thankful in all circumstances? And what benefit does it have for us? Because it is so important. It's one of the keys, I believe, to getting and experiencing the presence of God in a, in a more tangible, real way. You see, ultimately, thankfulness doesn't rest on what we have, on what we get. Thankfulness rests and depends on recognising the goodness of God. How good he is. How wonderful he is. And it comes from a heart that connects with God himself. Not with what's going on around us. Although, as I said, it's right to be thankful for what we have. So, this verse at the end says, For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I just want to start with that because we can read that in two ways. We can read that saying, God wants me to be thankful. It's his will, therefore I should do it. We can read it as a God telling us to do something. Uh, and that we are, as humble servants, will obey that and do it because God told us to. Now that, that is one interpretation But actually, I don't think that's what God intended us to get from this. When it says, for this is God's will for you, he is saying, actually, and it says in Romans, his will is good, pleasing, and perfect. You see, he wants us to be thankful because it does us good. Because it is pleasing, and it's perfect, and it's good. 
And so he, he has this for us because he knows how we're made. He put us together and he looks at us and says, do you know what? If you are thankful, you are going to be blessed. If you are thankful, that's the way I put you together. That's the way, I, that's the way I'm made, as Joe, Joe pointed That's the way I'm made. I made you like me. Thankfulness, as it comes out of you, is going to do you good. That's why it's my will for you. It's not simply, see, God isn't a God that says, you need to thank me or I get a bit annoyed. God's not like that. He doesn't, God doesn't need his ego stroking, oh, I've done this for them. Uh, they need to say thank you to me or, I'll, you know, because you know, I just get a bit, a, bit, a bit insecure if no one says thank you. God doesn't need our thanks. He loves it when we give thanks to him and he, 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 he enjoys it and, he, and, and he, uh, he's pleased. But he doesn't need it. But we do need to give thanks generally from our hearts because it's what, how we're made. It's how God uh, brings blessing into our hearts as we recognise him and what he's done and who he is. And so God's will for us is to do us good, always. That's his will for us, is to do you good. And to give thanks will do you good. So that's the first reason we should give thanks because it's going to be good. God has designed us to be like that. But the second thing, and this is, this is where we, it ties in with this, this, this series we're doing, is giving thanks leads us into the presence of God. Psalm 100 verse 4, a verse that many of you know, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your hearts. Enter his courts with praise. Thanksgiving is an avenue to the presence of God. And that is why it is so important to us. It leads us into his presence. David understood that. When he wrote this psalm, he understood the nature of getting close to God. And it was praise, worship and thanksgiving. And it was, an, it was a channel. It was an avenue. It was a, it was a highway. There's a wonderful song at the moment that, that I'm listening to a lot, which is praise is a highway to the throne of God. And praise encompasses worship. It encompasses thanksgiving. And as we give thanks, as we, as we let that rise in us, so there is an open heaven before us. And I challenge you that if you go into your day with thanksgiving, you will open up a pathway to heaven itself. And you will receive blessing from heaven because you have opened up yourself to what is going on in heaven all the time. There is worship, there is praise, there is thanksgiving in heaven. And, and, to, and to get into that, we just need to join in. There's, you know, you can't get into the presence of God with moaning. It doesn't say that anywhere. <laughs> Getting into the presence of God with complaining doesn't work. The angels are going to be, I don't want this, I'm going to praise God. But if you start worshipping and praising and thanksgiving, the angels say, come in, come in. There's a place for you here. And so there's a channel. And, and so uh, David understood it and we understood it. Thanksgiving opens up a channel for the presence of God to come. But the other, another reason, um, and I've already alluded to this, is thanksgiving does us good. Being thankful physically, mentally, does us good. So I want to read an article that I found from, it's a bit long, but I hope you will find it helpful, from Forbes magazine. It's an American magazine. I found this, so I'm going to read it out. Some of you may have come across this. 
And they've titled it, typical American, Developing an Attitude of Gratitude. I felt like that. Attitude of Gratitude. Okay. Okay, and it's got seven things why we should be grateful, thankful. Okay, the first one is gratitude opens the door to more relationships. Not only does saying thank you consist, constitute good manners, but showing appreciation can help you win friends, according to a 2014 study published in the, the journal Emotion. The study found that thanking a new acquaintance makes them more likely to seek an ongoing relationship. So whether you thank a stranger for holding a door open for you, uh, or sending a quick thank you note to the co-worker who helped you with the project, acknowledging other people's contributions can lead to new opportunities. So it's just a study. Number two, gratitude improves physical health. Grateful people experience fewer aches and pains, and they're reported feeling healthier than other people, according to a 2012 study published in Personality and Individual Differences. Not surprisingly, grateful people are also more likely to take care of their health. They exercise more often and are more likely to attend regular checkups with their doctors, which is likely to contribute to further longevity. Okay, number three, gratitude improves psychological health. Gratitude reduces a multitude of toxic emotions, ranging from envy and resentment to frustration and regret. Robert A. Amons... PhD, a leading graduate res- uh, gratitude researcher, didn't know you had those, but there we go, <laughs> has conducted multiple studies on the link between gratitude and well-being. His research confirms that gratitude effectively increases happiness and reduces depression. Wow. Number four, gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner, even when others behave less kind. Study participants who ranked higher on grat- uh, gratitude scales were less likely to tr- retaliate against others even when they were given negative feedback. Number five, grateful people sleep better. Writing, in gratitude journal, uh, writing a gratitude journal improves sleep, according to a t- 2011 study published in Applied Psychology. Spend just 15 minutes jotting down a few grateful sentiments before bed and you will sleep better and longer. Um, Gratitude, number six. Gratitude improves self-esteem. A 2014 study published in Journal of Applied Sports Psychology found that gratitude increased athlete self-esteem, which is an essential component to optimum performance. Um, And other studies have shown that gratitude reduces social comparisons. Rather than becoming resentful towards people, who have more money or better jobs, which is a major factor in reducing self-esteem, grateful people are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments. And finally, number seven, gratitude increases mental strength. For years, research has shown gratitude not only reduces stress, but it may also play a major role in overcoming trauma. A 2006 study published in Behavioural Research and Therapy found that the Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. It's amazing. A 2003 study uh, found that gratitude was a major contributor to resilience following the terror attacks on September 11th. 
Uh, and it finishes with this. We all have the ability and opportunity to cultivate gratitude. Simply take a few moments to focus on all that you have rather than complain about all the things you do not deserve, you think you deserve. Developing an attitude of gratitude is one of the simplest ways to improve your satisfaction with life. Now, I find that... I'm sorry if it went on a bit, but I find that fascinating. That this, this is a publication that makes no reference to God that makes no reference to uh, the Christian perspective. It just looked at being grateful and the impact it has on someone's life, the, the health it brings, the uh, improved social uh, um, um, mobility or, or social standing or whatever it, uh, it talks about. And actually, it's not surprising because that's how God made us. And when we align ourselves, whether you're a Christian or not, with the way God does stuff, it's going to do you good. And, uh, and these people have discovered something that the Bible knew years ago, that actually gratitude and thankfulness has a great impact upon us and does us good. Okay. But what about when we are going through difficult, challenging times. How, how do we develop gratitude? How can we be thankful in those times? When, when darkness closes in, as those songs say, and, and when we are struggling, and when we're facing things like, like they were facing on Friday, and they are terrible, dark times, times of real challenge. And all of us go through varying degrees of difficulties and challenge. And, and, the, and we can so easily be overcome with those uh, times and, and those emotions. And we can just focus on what, what the bad things are happening. It can only happen, thankfulness can only happen when we turn our eyes away from the immediate circumstances and focus only on God. Trying to find thankfulness in the circumstances is often futile because actually they, the circumstances themselves can often attain no light whatsoever. And so the Bible encourages us, let's fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. You see, he is always good. And we may not be able to see it, but that faith that God has put in us rises up in those times and gets hold of God and says, God, you are good. I can't see it in this circumstance. I can't, I'm struggling. But you know, at those times then, we then engage with Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that leads us into all truth. He is there longing to say, look, God is good. That is true. And I want to lead you there. In the midst of what you're going through, I want to lead you into knowing the goodness of God. And that's where the Holy Spirit loves to dwell because he, he has promised us, actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to show you true. I'm going to show you what's true. You may be surrounded by lies to say that God has forsaken you. God has, has forgotten you. God doesn't love you anymore. Those lies that, that Satan puts in. And as you open yourself and say, Holy Spirit, I've got all these thoughts in my head going through this difficult time. Holy Spirit, please lead me to the truth. He will do that. And as we engage with the Holy Spirit, he will lead us into the presence of God and say, actually, he is good. 
He loves you all the time. And so as we, get, as we are in the difficult times, engaging with God through the Holy Spirit. And then he reminds us of what he has done. These eternal truths, that will never change. He will lead us back to the cross. He will remind us that the ultimate statement of love happened at the cross. And that will never change. It, our circumstances will never change his sacrifice for us, his death, his life, and his resurrection for us. That will never change. That is set in stone, and it is applied to our lives, come what may. And that is the statement of his love for us. We have no condemnation. We have eternal life. We have been saved from death. We've been saved from hell. We've been saved from sin. They are eternal Eternal truths that will be true whatever your circumstances. And that one day we will be with him in glory. We will be with him. And that wasn't the case. When you you were, as as Paul wrote in Ephesians, once you were dead. Once you weren't there. Once you were far from him. Once you were heading in the wrong direction. Once you were in grave danger of, of being cast away from God. And yet in his great love. He pulled you out and he made you his own. Those are the truths in the most darkest times that we get hold of. And we remember what God has done for us. And we celebrate his goodness in saving us. His goodness in dying for us. And it's the Holy Spirit will remind us of those things and will lead us back to those truths. And so when we're going through whatever it is, um, and, and whether it's a, a, just a, 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 diffic- a small difficulty or a major difficulty, those are the truths that will encompass us and keep us thankful and draw us back to the goodness of God. Keeping an eternal perspective in all our concerns and all the, the, the circumstances of life is so important. To see what God has done for us, to see where we're heading, to see his great love through eternity. So that is one of the, the important keys of, thank, of, of being thankful, is remembering what God has done. The other thing which can be really helpful and, and uh, is, a, is a sort of a step forward for that is, is to understand that actually everything that is going on in our lives will ultimately be for our good. James chapter 1, we've read these quite a lot, James 1, 2 to 4, says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Those that go through these trials, and and Jamie often refers to it as an upgrade, we are being upgraded. We are going to be made more perfect, more right with God, more able to... Not more right with God. Strike that. We're already right with God. Uh, But we will be not lacking anything. We will be made mature. He's at work in us. And however painful and difficult, there is good stuff happening in our lives. It's good stuff God is doing in us uh, through the circumstances. Nothing is ever wasted with God. That can be difficult to see, 
And we don't start there, we start with the goodness of God in salvation and in Jesus. But then as, he, as, as the Holy Spirit works, he reveals actually you are being made more like Jesus. You are being perfected, you are being uh, so that we lack nothing as children of God. And so he is at work all the time. Just a few pointers that can help us in these things. And, and, and if you like, there are, there are sort of a, a check in our own spirits about how, we, um, how, we, how we're doing in this thankfulness thing. Is one of the most things we must avoid doing is avoid comparison. You see, it's very easy to look at other people and think, if only I had what they had, I would be thankful. If only I had the background that they had, if only I had the job they had, if only I had the relationships they had, if only I had... Da, 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 I would be thankful. <coughs> that will never get us to a place of thankfulness. Because if thankfulness comes from, from a heart that is thankful. And even if we think, well, if I had that, I'd be thankful. Do you know what? If you're not thankful now, even if you got it, you wouldn't be thankful. That's not the way thankfulness works. And we should avoid being, you know, we, we can't live other people's lives. We can't be other people. We can look at them and think, oh, you know, if only. But comparison never actually does us any good. We, mustn't, we must avoid that comparison thing and look for what God is doing in us and for us and thank, be thankful for that. Because who knows what else is going on in each other's lives. You, I wouldn't swap my life for anybody's, even if it looked better, because who knows what else is happening. There's so much that we don't understand. Actually, we have been given a life to live, and God is good to us and to me, regardless of what's going on with anybody else. And that's what I need to focus on. The other thing, which again is a challenge, but I think really helps us to... Uh, uh, to, to, to sort of develop this attitude of gratitude is to rejoice with other people's blessings. Um, Romans 12, verse 5, it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. And that can be tough because if they get something or if they be- get blessed by something and they share it, oh, you know, I've got, I had this gift and I'm able to buy this, I'm able to do this now, or I've, I've got this, and I actually think, oh, do you know, I'd love that. And that can be difficult for us to then say, I'm, I'm going to f- celebrate with you even though I haven't got what you've got. But actually that is really powerful. When we genuinely celebrate with other people, when we rejoice with those who rejoice, there is a release that takes place in us. That there is a genuine connection again with God because he just loves that. He loves it when we celebrate with others, even when we haven't got it. And actually seeing what other people, uh, and then going and saying, ah, it's brilliant, I'm so pleased for you, I'm so, it's so good, I'm, I'm rejoicing with you. Uh, and when we share, and, and so that we don't feel, uh, uh, you know, resentful. And avoiding that is really important. And the other thing, which I think, uh, I just want to talk to parents here. Uh, and just, uh, and it's, it's sort of a bit, um, sort of not... Uh, done these days, I don't know, but actually teach your children to be thankful. Amen. I think it's so important. You know, I think, you know, oh, you know, remember your P's and Q's, or, oh, you know, all this sort of stuff. 
It's a bit old-fashioned. No, it isn't. Because you're not just saying, you're not just teaching your children uh, to, to, be, you know, to be good in society, although you will be, because when, when they say that. But actually, if they get the idea that, that actually there are things to genuinely be thankful for, they learn to start saying thank you. They start to have this attitude of thankfulness from an early age. And, um, and actually, you can teach them to be genuinely thankful. Because, you, I mean, sometimes, you know, you know what children are like, don't you? You know, you can, you can tell whether they're really being thankful or not. And you can try and address that, and not, in, not in a harsh way, but actually trying to teach them to be thankful. So that when they, when they get something, they say thank you. Amen. Um, uh, they can, and and it's, it, it's, it gladdens my heart whenever I have a child or, or a young person say thank you for something that we've done. Um, because it, it, it shows that, actually, it shows that they have appreciated it. And appreciation blesses them and blesses us. So it's something that I would encourage you with uh, uh, from a very early age. Teach them just to say please and thank you. Because, actually, that will set them up really well for the life ahead. It's a really good uh, thing to be able to do. I, I, had, a, I had a story, uh, or I, had, I was listening to a television program. Um, it's about this guy who, um, and they were following him around, and he was, he was very wealthy, and he enjoyed eating at the finest of restaurants. And, uh, and, and we just, we had him, there was a, uh, the, the camera was on him, and he was in this amazing restaurant. You or I would have just been amazed to even have got in there. Uh, and yet, because of what he was like, he expected the best all the time. And so every moment, everything he was tasting, he was looking for the floor. He was looking to see if it came up to his very high expectation. And, uh, and he, was, he was eating stuff that we would have died for. And yet every now and again he said, oh, oh that, that, that's a bit too salty. Oh, I wouldn't have done that. Um, and then next bit, oh, oh, slightly overdone. And you're thinking, this is a, a Michelin three-starred restaurant and he can't enjoy it. Because he just wasn't thankful for what he had. And I, actually, he had loads. He had money, he had wealth, he had standing. He, was, he could get into these places all the time. And I felt sorry for him. Because he, he wasn't enjoying life. He wasn't thankful. He didn't realise, he didn't appreciate what he had. And I thought, actually, that, I don't, Lord, save me from something like that. Oh, you, if you want to give me loads of money so I can go to this, that's fine. But... I don't want to get to that point where I, uh, I'm so particular that I can't actually enjoy anything. That's, that's, that's really sad. Really sad. But actually, as we have a, an attitude of thankfulness, as we recognise the goodness of God, as we see him, so that will flow from us. And we will be thankful in all circumstances. So just to finish with, I want us to... Uh, think about how we might put this into practice. And um, just want to read a, just three verses from Psalm 118, because this leads us, and it sort of sums up what we've been talking about. Psalm 118, verse 21. 
David, is this is Psalm of David? I don't know, it's a psalm. It says there, I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. What a great way to start. I'm going to give you thanks for my salvation. And of course, we understand that now as Jesus, his death for us, his love for us, his resurrection, and the fact that he chose us and saved us. And it goes on to talk about Jesus more directly. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. Let's just focus on Jesus. Let's just glory in him, what he has done. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. And then verse 24. This is the one I want you particularly to notice. Verse most of us will know. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I want to encourage you, maybe not to read, you could read all those verses, but each morning, say that verse. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let's not think about the circumstances. Let's not think about the day and, and all that's going to happen. And let's just think, this, God has made this day. God has made this day. God has given me this day. This is a day that I can encounter God. This is a day that I can rejoice in his salvation. This is a day where I can experience the favour of God. This is a day I can experience the goodness of God because his goodness and his love pursue me all the days of my life. That's what the Bible says. So whatever I'm facing today, however hard, however difficult... God's love and goodness are pursuing me because that's what you promised. So I'm going to rejoice in this day and I'm going to experience something of his goodness today. He's our salvation. Heaven is open. And so this is a day I'm going to experience your presence, your goodness, your provision, your power and your love. And let's start. If we started every day like that, And who knows what difference that will make? Who knows what encounters we will have during the day in the midst of circumstances? Because we are giving thanks for who God is and for all he is to us. And yeah, there might be some great things. And if something really good happens that day, we thank him for it. If we have a great encounter with someone at work or we have a a good conversation or someone says thank you to us or, or we get blessed, thank him for that. But if, it, if everything is terrible that day and nothing goes wrong, goes right rather, and everything goes wrong and you, you miss your train and, you know, and whatever, thank him for his goodness. Thank him for who he is and pursue his goodness and glory and you will be blessed. And you will be blessed despite the circumstances. So I want to encourage you, maybe just use that verse. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it each morning just at the start, and you will find uh, that you will encounter and, in, and get close to God uh, as perhaps uh, as you desire, as, as you'd love to. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you uh, for what, how you have made us, Lord. You know what we're like. You know what does us good. And Father, you have caused you, us to, to be uh, people that if we give thanks, God, it does us good. If we genuinely understand Uh, Lord, all you've done for us. And as we understand what you've done, God, as we give thanks, so we are blessed. So we are are led into your presence. And so, God, I pray, Lord, help us to develop 
daily, that attitude of gratitude, that daily thankfulness, despite our circumstances, because we know that you are good and that you are a God that blesses. You are a good that pursues us with goodness and mercy all the days of our life. And God, we want to encounter you as we give thanks. And well, we're believing that as we give thanks each day, we will meet with the living God. And as the Holy Spirit encourages us and leads us into all truth, God, we will encounter you, your goodness, your love, your salvation. And God, we want to be a thankful people. Lord, you have done so much for us. You have blessed us so much. You have called us. You've made us sons and daughters. You've done amazing things. Lord, help us always to bring that to mind and to be thankful people. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.